0: In our path forward Sunday, I want to spend a few moments in prayer together, seeking the Lord's face together. There's much that we need to be praying for. But what I want to focus our time of prayer on this morning is, first of all, the families of the, of the 13 men and women who, were, who gave their lives in Afghanistan, along with the many other Afghanistanis that... Died, and our servicemen and women who are serving around the world. We need to be praying for them. I want to pray for our friends and family members who are in Louisiana, who are not having service this morning, preparing to deal with the brunt of a hurricane. I would also be praying for our church and community as the virus continues to wreak havoc in many ways in our society. So we have much to pray for. But you know, the good news of the gospel is we have a king, we have a great high priest who ever lives to make intercession for us. And so, because of that reality, we don't see these as hopeless situations. We see these as, indeed, situations in which we can go to the audience of the Sovereign King of the Universe, the throne room of the Sovereign King of the Universe, and receive grace to help us in our time of need. And so with that, let's go to the Lord in prayer today. Father, we come before you today, and Lord, we thank you that we can come to you and pray and Intercede, And Lord, we know that we are joining right along with Jesus. The one who died and rose again and ever lives to make intercession for us. And so through the power of the Holy Spirit, we come before you today. And Lord, we indeed say, as we've already sung, oh, praise the name of the Lord, our God. Oh, praise your name forever. You are worthy of our praise. You are worthy of our devotion. You are worthy of our worship. You are worthy of our lives. You are worthy of our thoughts. You are worthy of us going out into all the nations and telling everybody everywhere the greatness of our God. And so, Lord, it's with that in mind that we come to you and we present these requests before you. And Lord, we come before you today, Lord, with heavy hearts as we mourn the loss of these 13 servicemen and women who gave their lives in service of our country. Lord, we pray for their families, and we pray for the family of Marine Marine Corps Staff Sergeant Darren Hooper, We lift up Sergeant Johnny Rosario Pichardo. We lift up the family of Sergeant Nicole Lee. We pray for the family of Corporal Hunter Lopez and Corporal Dagan W. Page and Corporal Humberto A. Sanchez and Lance Corporal David L. Espinosa and Lance Corporal Jared M. Schmidt. We lift up the family of Lance Corporal Riley J. McCollum and the family of Lance Corporal Dylan R. Marola. We pray for the family of Lance Corporal Kareem M. Niqui and Navy Hospitalman Maxton Soviak and Staff Sergeant Ryan C. Naus, Lord, all of them, Families grieving. Country grieving. Lord, it's one thing to say 13. It's another thing to hear names. And so, Lord, we pray for their families. That you would comfort them and strengthen them. If they don't know you, I pray that they would find strength and comfort in you. If they know you, may they know the comfort of the Holy Spirit and be surrounded by their church family. And Lord, we pray for us as a nation. Lord, we pray for the wisdom of our leaders. We pray that you would lead and guide our country in these very difficult and challenging days. Lord, we know we also, as we've seen this morning, there is a large hurricane headed for the Gulf Coast. A place where two of my kids were born. Lord, we pray for our friends who've already endured so much. Lord, we pray for their strength and encouragement. Lord, we pray for their safety. Lord, we pray for those who will be, in fact, I even already are there now, Baptist Disaster Relief along Red Cross and so many others that will be serving in that area in the days to come. Lord, give them safety, give them strength. To serve well. And Lord, I pray as they serve that it would open up opportunities to tell about the great love of our God, the great love of Christ. And Lord, we even know that in our day, in this place and in this country and in our world, we are also facing uh, the situation of the virus. And so much discussion about that. And Lord, so many who are sick, so many in the hospital, we pray for their healing. Lord, we pray that we as Christians can show that even though we may differ on opinions on certain aspects of this, but Lord, that we can be one in Christ. And so Lord, I pray that you would help us to prefer one another and to love one another deeply and from the heart. And Lord, we pray also for an end of this pandemic. Lord, that you would end this virus and that Lord, that you would Use this all for your glory and for your name's sake. Lord, we also lift up our church to you as we look forward to this fall and to our path forward. Lord, I pray that you would continue a mighty work among us, that by your Holy Spirit that you would do powerful things among your people. Fill us with your Spirit and send revival among your people for the days are short. In Christ Jesus, we pray, come quickly. In the meantime, help us to live and serve Jesus. Live for and serve Jesus. Speak to us from your word. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Go ahead and grab a Bible and open it to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2 and verse 42. Acts chapter 2 and verse 42. And I want us to read through verse 47. Acts chapter 2 verses 42 through 47. This morning we are calling this the Path Forward Sunday," as we have come through the summer and are looking forward to the fall. Where are we headed as a church, now that we are through these summer months where there was so much pent-up vacation among so many that uh, people and many people have been gone this summer, now that we're looking towards the fall months and going to be reopening and doing more things together as a congregation, how should we proceed? How then should we move forward as a church and how does the scripture give us insight into understanding exactly how we should proceed as a church? What's been going on behind the scenes with the pastors and with our strategic visioning team? What have we been talking about? How have we been praying? How have we been seeking the Lord? Those are the questions that I want to answer today as we seek the Lord together to Answer the question, where do we believe that the Lord is leading us in the days ahead? So, Acts chapter 2, beginning with verse 42 and reading with, through verse 47. Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Every day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Let's pray again. Father, we read this passage about the establishment of the early church, and we see the power of the Holy Spirit of Almighty God at work among the people of God. And Lord, we thank you that the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead... The same spirit that was working powerfully in the Acts 2 church is the same spirit that works powerfully in our day, in our lives. Lord, you know throughout the book of Acts and through church history that the church has faced difficult days before. And Lord, we know that you brought them through, and it's even in the most difficult times that the Spirit of God was most powerfully working among the people of God to show them as distinct and separate from the world. And so, Lord, I pray that you would help us as a church as we move forward. Lord, I pray that you would give us wisdom and insight. Help us to keep in step with your Holy Spirit. Lead us and guide us in the days ahead. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I have two objects that have very important differences. One of them... Is a jar of marbles, and the other is a cluster of grapes. And I ask which one best represents what kind of church we want to be. The jar of marbles, they are in the same place, but they're disconnected from each other. There is no life within these marbles. In fact, if I were to throw them on the floor, which I almost did. <laughs> <laughs> that was close <laughs> if I were to throw them on the floor they would scatter, scatter randomly out from the floor in fact the only thing that holds them together is the fact that they are in the same place at the same time no life within them, no connection between them just happen to be in the same place at the same time different from a cluster of grapes especially if this cluster were on the vine. I don't know where these clusters were on the vine at one time. They were at Yoke's last night, but um, <laughs> but the rest of them are going to be breakfast this week. But yeah, but these particular grapes are different. They're in the same place, but they are vitally connected to one another by the vine. And in fact, were they to be still on the vine out in the field, they would still be receiving life from that vine. In the same place, yes, but connected to one another in a distinct and vital and important way in that they are all grapes, and yet they are all connected to the source of life. In fact, they they have life within themselves. They have a deeper connection. Now, this is like a conference where Christians from other places might come together, maybe even like the world, maybe like the Mariners game. I should, would like to say the Royals game, but I know I shouldn't, but uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> too soon. <laughs> But the Mariners game the other night, a collection of random people that came together for a purpose, watching a baseball game, and then they all scattered, never to be gathered in the same place, no real connection, no real life together. In fact, different people really cheering for different teams. I even saw somebody that had a Marlins hat. I don't know why in the world you would ever wear that, but they were, and so <laughs> all kinds of different things. My apologies to Marlins fans. <laughs> different, yet, here, in this place when we gather together as the people of God we are to be more like this now I ask as a church which one better represents the quality of our relationships the depth of our connections to each other the depth of our fellowship to one another and the depth and vitality of our relationship and connection with Christ. Are we more like a collection of marbles, or are we more like Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches In connected to me, you will bear much fruit. Which one, which one will we be? And here in the book of Acts, here we see a first century example of how the 21st century church is to be. We see this great example of this connected church, connected to the divine and vitality of relationships, passion for the gospel, lives transformed in the power of the Holy Spirit. Here in this passage, we see the priority of gospel community, the priority of gospel community. Now, what was it that characterized the early church? What was the early church doing? What were these timeless realities that the early church was engaged in that we as a church here at Richland Baptist Church, thousands of years later, ought to be engaged in as well? Well, here in this passage, we see several things that the church was actively engaged in. The church was preaching and studying God's words. The church was actively engaged in the preaching and teaching of the apostles. Now, how can we engage in the preaching of the apostles and the teaching of the apostles today when I believe the specific ministry of the apostles ceased with the, with the dying of the last apostle? Now, how do we engage in that? Well, we have the apostles' teaching right here in this book. The apostles' teaching has been written down for us for ages to come and has been put together in this inspired, infallible, inerrant Word of God. And so when we gather together as a church and unpack the apostles' teaching and bring it to bear in the power of the Holy Spirit upon a congregation, it's the very Spirit of God speaking through the teaching of the apostles to us in the church today. And so we as the gathered church must be devoted to preaching and studying God's word. Because we have a book, I believe an inspired word of God, I believe that the kind of preaching that we should be having regular, as a regular diet of our congregation should be expositional, expository preaching, verse by verse, unpacking what the word of God says to a congregation, what it said originally, and what it says to a congregation today, verse by verse, book by book decades upon decades of hearing the word of god and as we unpack the word of god together like we will continue to do this fall through the book of matthew finishing up the book of matthew this fall and into january we want to hear from god what else did the church engage in the early church engaged in worshiping god and engaging in the ordinances here in this passage, we see that the church gathered together for worship. They were in awe of God. You know, when we were worshiping Jesus this morning through song, there was an awe that I felt as we sang the gospel together, especially in that in all of the songs, but especially in that last song as we As we praise the name of the Lord, our God, for His work in the gospel, for His work in dying on the cross and rising again from the grave and returning again one day to set all things right. We should gather together for worshiping God and engaging in the ordinances. It says here that they broke bread together. I think that is talking not only about fellowship around a table, They were good Baptists. They liked to have potluck. But but they also engaged in this table, the Lord's table, one of the ordinances. People were daily getting saved and there is no salvation in the New Testament and nobody gets saved in the New Testament without following through in believer's baptism. It was just assumed you would be saved and then you would be baptized. And so we baptized this morning as well. So worshiping God, engaging in the ordinances are absolute essentials and Non negotiables as a church. We must be preaching the word. We must be worshiping God. And we must be engaging in the ordinances. Or we're not a church. Or we're not a New Testament church. The early church engaged in extraordinary prayer, they were lifting one another up in prayer continually. They devoted themselves to the prayers. They devoted themselves to praying for one another. One of the reasons why we have expanded the prayer time in our services, why one of the first things we've begun this summer is our Wednesday night prayer meeting, is we need to be people of passionate, extraordinary prayer. Extraordinary times call for extraordinary prayer. Let me encourage you that as you go throughout your week, you don't need more internet time. You don't need more social media hours. You need more knee time. You need more time with bowed head and open heart. Or maybe standing up, crying out to God. We need help in this day. We need These are extraordinary times, and we need ex- times of extraordinary prayer. And I would add fasting to that. Extraordinary prayer and fasting. Seeking the Lord with all that we've got. You know, if God doesn't do it, I don't care what I'm about to say in the rest of the sermon. If God doesn't visit His people by the power of the Holy Spirit, nothing's going to happen. Amen? We can schedule all we want. We can put whatever you want to on the calendar. Without the power of the Holy Spirit... We're just marbles. Who cares? But I want to have a church that is desperately dependent upon Jesus and will be satisfied with nothing less than a visitation of our God in this day. Oh, Lord, send us that kind of revival. Send us that kind of praying people. Send us that kind of hunger and thirst for righteousness send us that kind of tarrying in your presence are we characterized by tarrying before the lord waiting on the lord asking the lord to move in our children asking the lord to move in our families oh lord let us be people of prayer like the early church not only engaging extraordinary prayer but they responded to the practical needs of the members they responded to the practical needs of its members. I'm thrilled when when I have a, a somebody who just had a, a family member die and they say, Pastor, could you please help us? We need somebody to come and mow our lawn. I can make one phone call and boom, they're there that same afternoon. Oh, oh praise the Lord for that. I encourage you to do that more and more and more. Thank you to the guys who serve so diligently out here in a challenging situation to get this pipe fixed. I don't know if you know, but they fix it and it busted again. And that's why we have this situation. And then they fix it again they've been devoting a lot of time and effort to this i thank you guys in so many different ways serving our church serving more and more and more they responded to the practical needs of its members they invested time and energy into deepening relationships these folks knew the needs of each other and they spent time together meeting one another's needs caring for one another when they had needs they met and broke bread, yes, together in the temple. And they also met together from house to house. That's the priority of small groups. In a large group setting, just listening to me, you can't have deep relationships with each other. But you can meeting in a life group, you can meeting in a home. You can meeting with one another, talking with one another, building relationships with one another. And then finally, they were bringing those outside of the church to Christ and the supernatural community of the disciples. There was this going out and reaching the community with the gospel, so much so that the last verse of Acts chapter 2 says they were praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people, worship and favor, and every day the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. The picture is one of life in the vine. Not just a random group of people in the same location just happened to be there. But they were vitally connected to one another. So, how does this apply to Richland Baptist Church this fall? How does this apply to our church going forward? We want to ask the question as we apply it to RBC Are we accomplishing all of the purposes of the church at Richland Baptist Church? Every one of these purposes is essential to a biblical church. Not one of them can be left out or we don't have a biblical church. If all we did was preaching and teaching, we would be missing out on the ordinances and fellowship and evangelism and prayer and all of these important realities that should characterize a New Testament church deeply caring for one another. Yes, we want to focus on expository preaching. Yes, we want to worship the Lord together. Yes, we want to be praying. But how are we doing doing in all of the fully ordained ministries of the church are we investing time into deepening relationships engaging in evangelism and extraordinary prayer how are we doing on those things over the past year and a half during the pandemic we as your pastors have not been idle by any means and we have not spent all of our time reading governor's edicts. <laughs> we've had to spend a lot of time doing that. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> but that's important, but not the most important thing we've been doing by any stretch of the imagination. In like fact, some of the most important things we have been doing is we have used this time as a season of deep Prayer. In fact, we as pastors gather together on Monday morning to pray for the needs of the congregation. We've added a prayer meeting to our staff schedule and that we as pastors on Tuesday afternoons also gather for a time of prayer and visioning. We also gather with a small group of people, people who we have called the strategic visioning team at the Blessing of the Pastors Accountability team, who have asked us to put together a cross sectional group from our congregations, from uh, from our congregation, from various different ministries and various different age groups to gather together alongside of the pastors in order to pray and seek God's face together as a church. Lord, where are you leading us in these days? Who has been on that team? The members of this team, let me show you their names so you could be praying for them as well. Amy Wells, Genevieve Millsap, Kelly Moss, Linda Willingham, Storm Hughes, Bill Moffat, Chuck Willingham, Steve Crowder, Todd Taylor, along with Scott Wells, and I forgot the S, my brother. (laughs) You play many roles, you should have an S at the end of your name, (laughs) Scott Wells, B.J. Olson, Travis Muse, and myself, we've been seeking the Lord. Every time we've gathered, at least a quarter to a half of our time has been spent in prayer. I think it's probably the most important thing we've been doing, <laughs> is praying together, seeking the Lord's face for our church and for our congregation. Lord, help us. Lord, give us wisdom. Lord, keep us unified in this very divisive time in our nation all the way through last summer, all the way through the election season, all the way through the pandemic. We have been meeting together, praying for one another, looking at where we've been in the past, where are we in the present, and Lord, where are you leading us in the future? Lord, give us your guidance, fill us with your spirit, help us to know. We did congregational surveys. So last summer, you were invited to participate in a congregational survey about where are we at as a congregation? Where do you see as our strengths as a church? Church, where do you see as things that we need to shore up as a congregation? Where are some areas that you see as our church, as our congregation, as our membership, as our people? Where do you see? Where is the Spirit of God putting inside of you where you believe that we are to go forward as a church? Not only do we study the congregation we did a study of the community looking at who is it that the lord has added so many people did the tri-cities over the last decade and more and more people keep moving to the tri-cities i hadn't driven to yakima in a while and as i drove out to yakima where there used to be a field there's now a neighborhood (laughs) and it just appeared in the last year of course those who were out there building say brother it didn't just appear um (laughs) they've been building out there like crazy and that's true across the tri-studies. Who is it that the Lord is bringing? How can we minister to them and take these timeless truths and bring them to today, to our world today? We, took a, we looked at the self-study that the church did in 2016. 2016, the, the, the church did a deep self-study. And, and, and so many of you, I still have the, your handwritten responses to that study. I read every single one of them. Some of them I could tell who they came from because I know you. <laughs> and you're saying the same kinds of things today. And so I, we read through all of that and we looked through all of that. And here's what, here's what the church said in the consistent themes: The church is very strong in the area of preaching, in the area of Bible study. The church is very strong in the area of worship. But what those studies said over and over again is the church's weak in fellowship, discipleship, and evangelism? Not only that, but this is what our congregation said, and also what we were coming to as a team. And that the church overall is overprogrammed, that has so many things on our calendar. In fact, sometimes comp- things that are trying to accomplish the same purpose that are competing with one another. So much so that you as a congregation with 20% of the people thereabouts doing about 80% of the work, in that kind of situation, more and more people were feeling spread thin. Like a hobbit once said, too little butter spread over too much bread. <laughs> Did I hear an amen? <laughs> I think some of y'all have felt like that. And so as we came through the summertime and as we considered all of these realities as a church, we knew we, as we began, just couldn't just put things back on the shelf the way they were. We knew as a church that this pandemic offered an opportunity that really just wiped the slate clean completely, where now when we put things back, let's put things back with intentionality Let's put things back with prayer. Let's seek the Lord and not just go back to what we were doing before. But let's say, Lord, where would you have us to go in the year 2021 and beyond? Do you remember this illustration? It was a little while ago. Some of you all were here when we did this for the children one time. We had a loaf of bread also from Grandma Yokes. <laughs> and I had a knife. Yes, I'm that guy that brought a knife to children's sermon. (laughs) We said, how does a knife best work? A knife, you could use it like this and try to to, uh, uh, cut this piece of bread. If I use it on the flat end... It didn't work very well why doesn't that work very well i'm using a lot of effort i'm using a lot of i'm very active and I, I, it was from more effort than probably to do it this way but it took a lot of effort what's happening no focus no focus on what are we actually supposed to be doing as a church what are we supposed to be doing and what is the power of the edge the power of the edge is that if you use the edge like it is supposed to be done then ah hardly in fact just let the knife do the work and we're having french bread after service (laughs) um let's put that over there (laughs) add that to the menu for lunch (laughs) It's the power of focus. And I wonder if we as a church, prior to the pandemic, had lost our edge. Yes, preaching. Yes, teaching. All of those things absolutely going to continue. Deep Bible study, absolutely. Non-negotiable, expositional preaching through books of the Bible dealing with topics as they come up with like anxiety but we as a church had we lost our edge on some things that are the early church said was important evangelism discipleship and fellowship and so because of that how are we to proceed as a church step one where do we go from here step one clarify the mission What is our mission at Richland Baptist Church? Here is our mission. Our mission at Richland Baptist Church, our vision at Richland Baptist Church is as follows. Saturated with continual prayer, continuous prayer, that extraordinary prayer. Richland Baptist Church values the glory of God above all things by loving God, loving people, and multiplying disciples. That is our heart as a church. The great commandments and the great commission. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, all of your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And we as a church are given the great commission, go into all the world and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things I have commanded you. So we are to love God, we are to love people, we are to reach the lost, and we are to disciple them. We are to teach the word of God. That's what we are to be as a church. Step two, as we understand our mission, we want to build back with intentionality, not just jumping right back in. Some of it is prohibitive because of just fact of sheer numbers of people who are still connecting online and still connecting by it that way. But in order to come back as a church, we want to be very intentional in how we build back as a congregation. And you've seen it. We have put some things differently on our worship schedule prior to COVID. We really actually it was before COVID that we made some of these changes, some of these differences. But as we have come back, we have two different styles of worship services. We have a traditional service or a a classic service and a contemporary service. This is one of the things that people have longed for in their hearts, for us to continue to be one of the only Baptistic churches in town that have a more classic service, but also have a more modern service with the caveats that we're going to make sure to sing biblical songs theologically rich songs in a modern way congregational songs even and so we've seen that this summer do you know the heart that i hope that you have for one another for the other service i'm going to tell a story about our keyboard player <laughs> did you know that the day that the organ went down she was in the hallway Weeping. She prefers the contemporary style, but she was weeping because a group of people were not going to be able to worship that morning in the way that connects with their hearts the most deeply. Where's your heart? Is your heart critiquing your brother? Or is your heart one of, I want people to praise the Lord God? Where's your heart? We as a church are called to reach this community and worship our God. So we did some things differently with the schedule. We added 15 minutes between the life groups and the second service. Why did we add that? Because one of the things that we heard before was, my goodness, it's just... I have to rush, I want to have some time to talk with people, I have to rush from, from life group to service, and I would just love to have a few minutes just to be able to catch up with people, and so adding, adding 15 minutes, it's great to hear conversations happening in the hallways, in the classrooms, and they're, they're deep, and they're rich, and they're vibrant, and I thank God for that as it is happening, I praise the Lord for that to happen more and more, you know what the effect of that is happening after the second service, what's happening after the second service, is the many times that I don't even leave the middle Scott and I don't leave the building until after one o'clock Why is that? It's because people are staying longer and longer and longer to talk And this thing that they have been missing over the last year They're engaging with more and more and more and more You don't have to leave till You can stay as long as you want We'll let you, we'll let you hang out <laughs> If y'all want to talk in fellowship By all means I'll just start bringing a sandwich <laughs> It's all good and so I enjoy that, and I appreciate that about you, and I want to see that happen more and more. Finally, step three, build back with flexibility. only way we clarify the mission, build back with intentionality, but build back with flexibility, seeking to fulfill God's purposes for Richland Baptist Church. So as we move together, we know the following. As we move forward together, we know the following. We must never lose our primary focus of preaching the Bible, studying the Bible, and worshiping God. These are non-negotiables. We're going to do that. And more and more and more. We're going to continue our study starting in chapter 23 of the book of Matthew and work our way, work our way through the rest of the book of Matthew. And then go wherever the Lord leads next. We're going to be preaching the word, teaching the word. Those are non-negotiables. However, we must creatively seek new ways to accomplish the purposes of discipleship, fellowship, and mission, which look different in every culture and every generation. How the church engaged in fellowship in the first century looks very different today. We sit on chairs, they didn't. <laughs> we have different schedules, different time frames, different things that we do. Even I've seen it across the globe. When we, how we fellowship here looks very different than how they fellowship in Africa and how they'll fellowship in central asia and how they fellowshiped in and how they do evangelism in all of those contexts my children two oldest were born in baton louise uh, louisiana we haven't yet had a crawfish boil here in this church <laughs> i miss those <laughs> but that would be culturally out of context you wouldn't know what to do when they dump those mud bugs on the table <laughs> And I guarantee not many of y'all would suck the head So um, anyway (laughs) But that's culture That's where the flavor is by the way Mm. Man that's good stuff so how do we do this how are we moving forward what is our plan for this fall now note this plan is flexible we want to try some new things and we want to be flexible and see what happens and as the lord leads and guides let's just get moving and then let's the lord let the lord lead us from there so here's our sunday night schedule for this fall sunday morning is going to stay like it has been like we're going to have eight o'clock followed by life group followed by a, uh, a, a 1045 worship service and then what are we doing on sunday night sunday nights is going to be as follows rbc grow kids I'm super excited about some of the things that Jolene is working on, and and thank you to our Awana ministry. You may not have realized this, but did you know that the Awana ministry met almost the entire pandemic? They made it work. They had a ton of flexibility and figured it out from week to week to week. Didn't y'all? You didn't know how many people was going to be here, how many workers we're we going to have, how many kids we're we going to have, but they made it work. And they served those kids, and they had kids up here every week memorizing verses and serving them, masking everything, working through it all, trying to figure it all out. We thank God for you. We thank God for you. We thank God for you that you served so well. And as we move forward, we want to continue to see our children memorizing verses, having the fellowship that they have, having the small groups that they have. That's what Grow Kids is going to be all about, trying something a little different, trying something a little fresh, trying to freshen it up a little bit. And then leading this vision of how do we do that? Even being intentional about having four-week stints of, here's what we're going to focus on discipleship-wise these four weeks. And more information coming up about that as we go through this fall. Then on Sunday nights, we're going to have some new things. One of the things that we're going to do is called Ask Anything Sunday. And that means really what it sounds like. (laughs) That we're going to have an opportunity for you as a congregation to ask your pastors any question, theological or practical, living, whatever, that you have. And so the way we'll do that is, uh, I don't quite have the... We may do it this way. We may have you just be able to answer, ask questions on the spot. But what we'll likely do is have you submit questions ahead of time. That way I can figure out what the answer is. So <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I don't have quite the courage yet of MacArthur who does it. Actually, he doesn't just do it on the spot. He has screeners that screen the questions. So, so do know that. That's not in of the video. <laughs> But we want to do that, have an opportunity to do that a couple of times as we go throughout this fall. Not that we have Ask Anything Sunday, but we're going to have a night of worship. One of the things that we often hear is, my goodness, we worship for 10, 12, 15 minutes. I wish we was more. I wish I had more time for the choir to sing. I wish we had more time to, to engage in praising the Lord. We want to do that. We going to schedule a night of worship where the choir leads us in worship, where we have our contemporary group singing, leading us, and then it's all coming together to worship Christ, worship Jesus together as a church. We want to do that. We're going to have some outreach nights and special events. Put this on your calendar. October 31st is a Sunday this year. We're going to do the harvest party. And we're going to use it both as an in time for fellowship and an outreach to our community. How do we reach out to this community and use that event, rethink that event? And how do we, how do we use that night where for the one night a year, the whole world will come knocking at our door? <laughs> and how do we use that to reach our community for Christ? We want to do that and engage in that with passion this year. Not only that, well, occasionally we've got to have business meetings. Yeah, okay, we have one of those scheduled in, the, in December to, to deal with our budget for the next year, which is an important opportunity. That's a financial plan for how the Lord is leading us in the ministry in the next year. Not only looking at that, but also looking at committees and teams and things like that and making sure they're vibrant and rotating. And then home fellowship and life, life groups and fellowship nights. We're going to have some of those as well. Here's the schedule that we've put together for this fall. I know it's small. We'll put it on the website. It'll be in the newsletter this week but you can see we're going to have some nights. Oh, I forgot to talk about Pray and Go. Pray and Go is an opportunity for us to reach out to the community, taking a page out of what our missionaries do so often overseas and praying through their community, walking our community, prayer walking, praying through our community that combines two things, prayer and evangelism, that gets boots on the street in our community, lets people know that we are praying for our community. let's each home, and we will have a website, an email address, and also a texting number that anybody in our community has a prayer request they will like for us to be praying with them about we will submit that to our prayer teams and we will be praying for our community i believe prayer will make a difference in this community and we want to be out there on the streets praying for our neighbors our families our friends the people that are outside of our doors engaging in passionate prayer so that's what we're going to i won't go through all of those but that's what we're going to be heading towards this Ball. And then on Wednesday nights, what are we going to be doing on Wednesday nights? Several of you have asked, are we going to eat again together? Yes. <laughs> Praise the Lord. What is the night we're going to start eating? Say it again. The 15th. All right. Thank you. So we're going to start at mid-September. I was going to say the 14th, but it's 15th. Mid-September. We're going to start eat again. Prayer. We're going to reemphasize prayer as a church. In our prayer meeting, we're going to go deep with the Lord. And get on our faces before God and seek the Lord's face. Student ministry and choir, also on Wednesday night, all of these engaging at church. Now we will also be having men's and women's ministries. I don't have a slide for that, but women's ministries has a whole slate of Bible studies. Plan more to come on that. Men's ministries, we're going to be having our Saturday breakfast again. That's going to start up in September. Also, uh, we are going to have some special events for men to gather together. The first one is we're going to have uh, a cornhole barbecue night. And uh, so we're going to get out here and we're going to play uh, cornhole together and we're just going to eat some, eat some barbecue, uh, a.k.a. Uh, hot dogs I think brought <laughs> worse and, um, and just have a good time uh, a fellowship together reaching some young guys and, and just all guys for Christ we may even there's even plans to go to the act storing place but anyway more uh, more on that in the days ahead how can you be responding to this men's and women's ministries also many bible studies we're having a partnership with bible study fellowship that will be meeting here both men's and women's bible study fellowship are going to be meeting here this fall they're going to switch places men will be in here women will be in small groups in they'll switch i encourage you to engage in that why because they're going to be studying matthew to be a good review and um and you'll also learn more you can't every time you go through the book you'll learn something different i encourage you to engage in that there's men's bible studies all throughout the week different times same thing for women's bible studies you can engage in scripture and if you have a bible study in your heart that you want to start in your home i encourage you to do that how do we move forward as a church this fall let me encourage you to be praying Be praying for each other. Be supporting one another. And let's engage the work of the ministry together here at Richland Baptist Church. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's pray together, and then we will have the Lord's Supper together before we close. Father God, we thank you for your words. And Lord, we do lift up our church to you. And we pray for the days ahead that you would be working powerfully in our church, in our fellowship, that you would help us to engage in deep, expository preaching, powerful preaching that connects to our lives and shows us how we are to live. Lord, I pray that you would help us to engage the lost in our community with the gospel, help us to be Engaging in extraordinary prayer and fasting, seeking an outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon us. Help our Bible study leaders and our, the Bible study fellowship and our life groups to engage in Scripture. Lord, deepen our fellowship with each other around Your Word. Teach us Your Word, we pray. And Lord, I pray that You would help us to go deeper in, in communion and fellowship with You. Lord, in every way, help us to keep in step with Your Spirit. And Lord, all around us, we see a culture that is is just crumbling apart and so many are just fighting one another. Lord, I pray that we as a church would stand as a breath of fresh air, salt and light to this community as distinct from the world. Lord, give us this passion for the lost. Give us a passion for your word. Lord, move in our hearts and lives. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray.